All right, rejection. We've been talking about this for the last few weeks. Um, I want to encourage you to come to Sunday school, get in a small group. It is so good to be able to take things that we're talking about here, or the things that you're going through, and be able to break those down out of, you know, five to ten people. Um, I think we had about 20 in our class this morning. Uh, but it's so invaluable to be able to make those connections to what you're going through and know how to pray for you and you know how to pray for us and what we're going through because we can't do that in this big setting. We can try to get around to each other in five minutes of what we call the churchy meet and greet, but you know, we just can't really get to the bottom of what each other is going through. So I want to encourage you, come at uh, 9.30 or we also have small groups on Wednesday nights. We're doing a book study, but it's about connecting with people more so than it is about the book. It's about the church and about us, and it's about us connecting and growing and getting discipled and discipling. So I want to encourage you. Church is supposed to be more than just an hour on Sunday morning. It's really life. It's really family. We're getting grafted into a body, not into a one-hour service engrafted into a body because you are a part of that body and there is something for you to do. Something, a purpose for you here. And a lot of times what happened in my life is when I found a way to serve in church, my whole purpose and my whole direction changed. Changed my life just out of serving. So I want to encourage you, plug in. We're gonna get together after service and just eat. It's gonna be barbecue, it's gonna be good. Um. So let's dive in. Uh, and because I have you here and because I'm feeding you, then I don't have to hurry. <laughs> I'm kidding. If y'all know me at all, uh, I'm a stickler for time. But I do want to address that just for a second. I do like to get done in time. But if God's moving, I'm also open to the Lord moving. Let's wait. Let's let God be God. Um, but when it's over, let's go eat. Somebody say amen. amen. God loves us to eat. He created us to eat. We need to eat. Everybody say Amen. All right, rejection. We've been talking about it. It's been kind of a rough go because rejection is hard. It hurts. It's painful. And most of the time we, are, we, we have trouble getting over it. And it affects everything in our life, our jobs, our relationships, our marriages, our kids, everything. Today I'm going to talk about how, what Jesus did for us. If you're new today and this begins to kind of hit a nerve for you, go back and listen to the podcast. They're free. You can get on our website and check those out. But today, we're going to dive into what Jesus did. And I want to tell you that if you don't take care of rejection, it'll go down so deep that it will get in your spirit. If you'll deal with it as it's coming, most of the time we can kind of get that dealt with and out of our way. But when we don't know to deal with it, when we don't know things have snuck in, when things take root and go down deep in you, let me tell you, it gets in your spirit and it starts to affect everything. Today we're going to see what Jesus did for us. And then in the next couple of weeks, we're going to see how to get free of it. So keep coming. Everything that God provides in the gospel, listen to me, church is based on fact. Fact. It can be summed up in three progressive Fs. Listen to me. Fact, faith, and feelings. But the gospel is based on these three facts. Let's see if I've got these. Ah, oh, shoot. Uh, Liz, can you help? Yeah, thank you. I need to fix that. That's my problem. It's not hers. I've messed up. Three facts. 
Christ died for our sins. He was buried. And he rose again the third day. Fact. Lots of history to show us this is fact. Okay, this is what the whole gospel is based on. These are the facts. But faith appropriates the facts. Faith begins with facts. It believes and then it acts on them. Then after faith comes feelings. Now I've got a purpose for what I'm doing here. It makes all the difference in your life whether your faith is based on fact or feeling. If it's based on feelings, you're going to be inconsistent and unstable. If your faith is based on feelings, you're going to be inconsistent and unstable. I want to pause just for a second. What's going to happen after church is so impactful because what I feel like has happened this morning, and I don't even know if you've caught it, because we, we tend, we as Americans, we as human beings tend to get numb to repetitive things. So Elizabeth comes up and gives a word about offering. We come in and we hear offering and we just want to shut it off. Oh, they're after our money. Just turn that off. We'll get to the good part in a minute. We'll do the part I like. Or she, she gave a word, a very incredible word that was given in the middle of worship. I don't even know if you heard it. I don't even know if you're paying attention, but those are the good things that we need to listen for. Then Brandon came up and gave an incredible word. Not that your word wasn't incredible. It was incredible. It was incredible. <laughs> but it also began to minister to me about God's provision and about he's just saying, if you just won't focus on the need and focus on me, I'll take care of the need. But we get so sidetracked on the need that we don't even focus on God. We just focus on the need. And God's so much better than the need. Such a good word. And that's what's going to happen when we go out to fellowship with this barbecue. There's nothing, well, there is something spiritual in the barbecue because we're going to bless it and God's going to multiply it and going to feed us and nourish us. There is spiritual food going to happen there. But there's also what's going to happen too is somebody's going to speak into your life. And if you're not paying attention, You'll miss it and not think anything about it. Somebody's going to give you that next step that you need. Why? Because the Spirit of God is in us. And when we connect according to God's Word, He speaks and He moves and He opens the doors that if you don't get in that avenue, you miss. So as I encourage you to come out there and eat, it's so that God can move. Plus, Nolan made homemade ice cream. Enough said. <laughs> I am not kidding. I love homemade ice cream. Amen. I finally got an amen. All right. So faith, or fe faith on your feelings or faith on facts. Can I tell you something? Facts will never change. They're not going to get blown one way or blown the other way. They will stay the same. But your feelings will change as the circumstances change. If we're able to, if we're going to make progress as Christians, we have to learn to believe the facts, even when our feelings could cause us to doubt them. Now, I want you to know the three facts that we see here. I have been brought up in this. 
I don't feel like I would waver. I, I, I tell you, if the earth shook enough, I believe in my life, probably anything could waver in me. Not in Christ. He is, never changes. It's not going to change. But that's pretty solid in me. That Jesus died for me, died for my sins. He was buried and he arose. He's alive. He's, alive. He's the only God that we ever see in all of history that's still alive. And I believe that to my core. So when my faith grows, it grows on that core. It's not moving. Even though I may get emotional and I may ride some type of roller coaster, if I come back to my faith and my facts, those don't move. And I get my feet back down on solid ground. In order to receive God's provision for rejection, there are two basic facts you've got to lay hold of. God has not made a lot of provisions for all the various needs of humanity. He's made one all-inclusive provision that covers the needs of all the people. And it's what Jesus did on the cross for us. That was enough. Jesus dying on the cross for you, for whatever you've walked in here with, with disaster looming, what Christ did on the cross for you was enough. You may not be at a place where you can believe that yet, but I want you to know it's fact. If you will begin to walk with us and get in the word and allow truth to be spoken into your life, you will get your feet on solid ground. So that's number one. But number two, two facts that we've got to lay hold of. What took place on the cross was an exchange which God himself had planned. All the evil consequences of our sin came upon Jesus that in return, all the benefits of Jesus' sinless obedience might be available to us. Did you hear that? All that we had, Christ took to the cross for us so that he could provide for us what he deserved with no sin. So amazing because Elizabeth came in in, in our Sunday school class. It, this was what it was all about is what Christ did for us. And, and his, he's going to take this in exchange for that. And we're going we're gonna to get this in exchange for this. And that's what this morning was all about. It's so amazing how things tie together. Now I want you to know with what Christ did and the provision that he made for us carrying our sin to the cross, we did nothing to deserve it. I don't deserve it. I did nothing to earn it. I can't earn it. I have no right to claim it. It came, as Brandon mentioned, from the immeasurable love of God for you. It came just because he loves you. Let's look at a couple scriptures. 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made him... Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What's that saying? That we could be clothed with God's, with Jesus's righteousness. He takes our mess and gives us his righteousness. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hung on a pole. 
He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Do you see that exchange? Let's keep going. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes became poor, so that through his poverty you might become rich. Somebody say something. Say amen. amen. Hebrews 2, 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little bit lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. <clears throat> So that by grace, by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. Christ took our sin that we might have his righteousness. He took our curse so that we would have his blessing. He took our poverty so that we might have his wealth. He took our death so that we might have his life. But to apply it to where we are today with the, with the rejection, he, the exchange also includes shame and rejection. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. I think it's good. Again, that, that lines up again with Brandon's word this morning. The author and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That lines up with Brandon because he said that verse. <laughs> I don't know if you will caught it. It wasn't exactly the same uh, translation, but that's the verse he used. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, what did he do? The author and perfecter of our faith. I like the, uh, another translation of that, the finisher. God's a finisher. Anybody here not finish stuff? It's not God. God finishes. He finishes his work in you. Your problem is we just got to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. If you'll just stay focused on the Lord, he'll finish it. That takes the pressure off of me. It does. Whatever, whatever God's wanting to do in me, all I got to do is just stay focused on him. What happens is we get focused on the problem. We get rejection seated in here. What happens when you get rejected? It's all you think about. It's that person that rejected me. And how God, they're wrong. They hurt me. They're bad. Fire. Can we be real? Is that not really what we're praying? God, you know how that, those gnashing of teeth and the fire came down when Elijah prayed? Fire on that person. What does the Lord say? Let me handle that. Get your eyes back on me. I'll handle that. I'll send you good friends. I'm not going to reject you. I'm going to love you, but you got to get your focus over here. That's the, really what we're trying to do today is to get our focus back on the Lord. Jesus was well aware of the shame and the public humili hum humiliation that he was going to experience on the cross. Do you know one of the main reasons why they used crucifixions was because of shame? That was one of the objectives of crucifixion was to shame the person. And as the person hung there naked on the cross, people would walk by and say derogatory things, maybe even do obscene things. Look at a vision that Isaiah had in Isaiah 50, 
uh, verse 6. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Jesus willingly, everybody say willingly, willingly took mocking for us on the cross. What does God offer in return? Let's look at Isaiah 61, verse 7. It's what we read this morning in Sunday school. Instead of their shame, my people will receive a double portion. If you look at a different translation, it says honor. A double portion of honor. Instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance. So what, did, what got swapped? Instead of our shame, we got honor. Instead of disgrace, can I use another word for disgrace? Embarrassment. I'm going to just share a real quick story. I don't really know how this applies or not. Um, Last night, my family and I went to a concert, and we got there early. I'm so anal retentive. I want to get there and make sure I got tickets and get parking, and I just drive my family crazy. And So we got parked two hours early. I'm crazy early. I like to be early. Uh, I don't know why Elizabeth and I got together, because she doesn't like to be early. Um, uh, Got there early, and I just said, look, y'all, go on this way. Somebody needed to find a bathroom. I said, y'all go get the bathroom. I'm going to go get the tickets. I need to have the peace of having the tickets in my hand. So two hours early, I'm there. We'll call, getting the tickets, and sure enough, I see Justin walking in by himself. He drove down. He had done something for us, for the church, just really went the extra mile. Thank y'all all that went to the college um, religious fair yesterday. Uh, anyway, Justin, I'm talking about you. And he, he's about to walk in. And I just scream, hey, Justin, come over here. You got anything to do? Will you come hang with us? He goes, yeah, I'll hang with you. And, you know, I think to, to I don't want to speak for him, but I'm going to. I think that he was looking for somebody to connect to. But on the flip side, I was hoping he didn't have anything to do and he would connect with us. We both were looking for connection. So I, I go and I get him. I said, hey you don't mind, we're just going to do our own thing. I did not change. I did not change who we were because Justin was coming with us. I asked him, hey, be in our group and just do what we do. I believe that this is exactly what God says. Hey, come be over here. I'm not changing. I'm not going to change my kingdom. Come be in this kingdom. Not that I'm kingdom, not that I'm God. I'm just like, hey, come be with us. So what did I do? I treated him like my family. I literally did. I embarrassed people. I'm, I'm walking up, I'm screaming Judah. I'm just, woohoo! Uh, Judah and the Lion had a concert last night. So we're walking and I'm just randomly, weird people walk by, Judah and the Lion, woohoo! They're like. And Justin just has to be with us. And then our family is just our family. So we got and eat and, you know, what, what do I do with my family? I pay for everything. So he's like, please let me pay. No, you're with us. I'm paying. Please be with us. But at the same time, as he, as he was looking, I, I was a little bit afraid of, ah, I got buddies here. Justin knows everybody, and he's got all these friends in Nashville, and I know he does. I'm like, I don't know if he'll want to hang with us. You know, I, I, I'm his boss. God, I got to be with him all the time. I got to be with him at the parties too. 
Is that not real? That happens. I don't want to think I'm just great. There's some real that he's got to be able to process. But what was so neat is we had, we had, a, um, we had some special passes, and Justin didn't have one. So I'm like, crap. And he was right there when I got him. I'm like, what are these? He goes, I don't know. I'm like, counted how many of them. Oh, please, God, let there be an extra one. There's not. Shoot. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Literally, what am I going to say? I can't. So I said, you know somebody. Let's just fire a text at him. See if he can help us. Sure enough, Justin shows up. Got one. Praise God. Thank God. Thank you. Well, we had a, another straggler come join our group. Literally. What are we going to do? So I say to Justin, fire another text at this guy. See if we can get one more. But can you see that in the connection of us, we both had purpose. We both, we both, there was a reason for us to be together. For you to join and come and join in on this body is just not so that we can suck off of you and get all the work that we can get out. No, there is, there is great value in you to this body. We're, we're going to be joining to eat here in just a few minutes. I'm going to be done. I'm not going to, I'm not going to preach anymore, but we want, we want you to join this body. Be the piece and the part of the body that we can't function without. That's what happened when Justin came and joined our group. He met a need that we had that I couldn't have met. Now, I knew the guy that was doing this, but I didn't have his phone number. I had no way of getting a hold of him. He did, and he had such a good relationship with him, the guy didn't even blink his eyes. Sure, I got it. Can you see how much value there is in you? That when you show up, there's a need that's going to get met in this church that's not going to be met without you. And there's going to be people that start to join this church that without you, miss that piece. Miss that sticker on our chest. That allows us to go beyond, allows us to take each other and go beyond, go into where God is wanting to do something in your life. You are that connection. The Lord so desires you to join in on this body, to get your feet planted, so that when storms come, you're not gonna break. Yeah, for a moment in our finances, we were broke, but we weren't dead. We weren't done. We were broke, but we weren't dead. And we were fighting. And God moved. You know when God moves? God moves in my brokenness. He moves in my brokenness. I want to encourage you. As we're going through rejection and as we're seeing what Jesus has done for us, get your feet planted on the rock. Get your feet planted in the word. Get your feet planted in the body of Christ. I want to pray for you and then we're going to um, give you a chance to get planted. And we've got somebody that's wanting to join this morning. So I'm just going to pray over you and then I'm going to ask Pastor Justin to come and then we're going to eat. All right. Father God, I just thank you for what you did for us. 
Can we just pause for a second and reflect on what Christ has done for us on the cross? Everything that I've done or could have done or or everything that I've done or will do has been paid for. He took that to the cross for me. And it's not something to take lightly. Jesus Christ took incredible pain for me. He also took incredible shame. We didn't even get to that, the shame that he bore and the rejection that he felt. He called on the Lord, and it's the only time in all of history that Jesus called on the Lord, and there was no answer. Why was there no answer? Because Jesus was identified with our sin. Jesus literally took our sin to the grave. If you're here this morning and the weight is so heavy on you, I want you to know that Jesus carried that weight to the grave. And the incredible thing is he left it there. He arose And when he arose from the dead, what he provided for us was freedom, was power, was blessing, was breakthrough, was his righteousness, was being made right with God. He made us right with his righteousness. And more than that, he gave us his name. He gave us his spirit. You know, because I have his spirit, God loves me just as much as he loves Jesus. And because I have Jesus' spirit, I can love God the same way Jesus loves the Father. Would you make that decision today? To turn from a life of sorrow and shame to a life of victory, to light and from darkness. Just pray this morning that you would be free and that we would turn our eyes to Jesus and get our eyes off of the other stuff. Father God, I just trust you. And I love you. Bless us. In Jesus' name. Amen.